The news out of Washington and Wall Street is really very confusing. Inflation, tapering, balance sheet run of Ukraine. It's really easy to forget President Biden campaigned on raising taxes. Today, 10 ideas to consider before the clock runs out of time. Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Fred Sade. Welcome. The podcast is Money Matters USA. The fiduciary firm founded by Fred Sade is Money Matters USA. Fred is a fiduciary or retirement specialist, and he does uh, many people. He works with them in getting them to retirement and, and what to properly consider in retirement of today. Fred holds a Ph.D. in economics from Duke University, and he is here on the podcast every week and the companion video series. Hello, Fred. Hey, Dave. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. You know, got some really heady stuff to get into, and we are going to talk about taxes. And I do want to ask you this, because you mentioned in in your tease, uh, Ukraine, what is... um, Putin's affinity to uh, big tables. Uh, you know, we everyone's seen the the long table when he was meeting with the French president Macron. Did you see that? Yes, I did. Yeah, that's a that's a long table, not a real personal interaction there. And then I saw a picture too of him meeting with his foreign minister. And it's a different table. It's not, it, this is like a conference room table. And it, it looks like that scene from Christmas Vacation when Clark <laughs> comes in to hand his boss the gift and he's way, his boss is way down at the end of this long table. Yeah. Is that, what kind of, what kind of mind game is he playing with these yeah, tables? Power, power, yeah, power game. Power, yeah. 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 It's a power Listen. play. Without yeah. a doubt, you know, have, uh, uh, you know, you know, you don't see how big the office is, <laughs> but uh, it, you may have to walk down, you know, uh, forty feet uh, before you get even to your end of the table, <laughs> and you have to wave to him. <laughs> Hello, Vladimir. <laughs> I mean, I, when I saw that picture of, with his foreign secretary, I thought maybe he had brought in the Christmas gift, and Putin told him <laughs> just put it down somewhere. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it, you're right. A lot of things going on. And as a candidate, President Biden did campaign on tax uh, tax increases. Now, uh, Bill Back Better is dead. Uh, so if the tax increases come, I guess that's the big question. Will there be a series of tax increases? So how, how would we see tax increases? I, th- I, I think there would have to be a series of of smaller builds, the the issue then is uh, how do you for the Democrats is to work around uh, Senator Sinema's opposition to increasing tax rates. So uh, that kind of creates some really complicated things that don't make a lot of sense in order in order to do the 
in order to do a workaround. I suspect that some of the Trump um, tax reductions could stay in place unless the Democrats win the White House and both branches of Congress in 2024. And then, of course, they would be in a position to do whatever they wanted. Otherwise, I think I think some of the Trump changes are going to die a natural uh, sunset. And it's just a question. It, this this is just a, a question of uh, how much the Democrats can do. And um, uh, according to Andy Andy Friedman of the Washington Report, Friedman says that uh, the priority is to push through everything that the Republicans are opposed to while the Democrats uh, still have a one-vote uh, majority with the vice president uh, voting. But there is a wild card here, and that is one of their senators, uh, Ray Lutyens, that's, it's a double-barreled last name, uh, had a stroke. as a young man, about 49 years of age. He survived the stroke uh, so far, and... Um, I assume that they will change the voting rules, that Schumer will change the voting rules. Right now, you have to vote in person. Uh, Ray Lutyens is in no position to travel. So I'm assuming that if they that they either delay the vote to maybe to this summer and, and see what his situation is like, mm. or they change the voting rules. But yeah, I I I think I think that Andy Friedman was a lot closer to the situation than I am. Uh, that that's what his prediction uh, is. Now, if on the other hand, it works if the Republicans take the House back, maybe they take the Senate, maybe they don't. You know, if they take the House back, then they they are in a position to slow uh, down the administration, and and then you've got what administrations always do and use executive orders, uh, and then the other um, party then goes to the courts. Can that so, apply executive orders to? To tax increases, or would you know, it need the uh, check? Well, and you can. Well, you could. You can. You can do fees. Uh, the IRS has authority to set rates mm-hmm. on its own hook. It does not uh, require uh, Congress uh, to do that. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's enough that the administration could do. They wouldn't be able to get the the entirety. Of the of the of the program of their program uh, through, uh, but um, yeah, and they could also um, uh, decide how they're going to use or or uh, funding how they're going to uh, how they're actually going to spend money. Uh, they hmm. okay don't necessarily have some to spend backdoor it as ways to yeah, do but, it, but, right? You right. know. I mean, yeah, you, you, I know you've got some good things to it because I was going to ask you. There, we're recording the day after the Super Bowl, so I I have conversations <laughs> with people about. Hey, did you see the game last night? You have conversations with people about their money. Are you right. feeling more or sensing more stress with people now? Yeah, very very much so. Uh, I think people are very stressed out uh you 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 see it you know in in breast conversation you see it and how they how they drive lack of patience you know just cutting people cutting people off uh 
flipping people the the, the New Jersey state bird. And, uh, <laughs> but besides I, I, my driving habits, are you sitting? <laughs> I think I think people uh, people are afraid. They're afraid of what they don't understand. They're afraid about the future. Yeah. Afraid about what it means to them. I'm reminded about when when we were kids. We we were we were afraid of the dark. There was noise in the closet. Maybe the bogeyman was hiding. <laughs> was there a ghoul under my bed? I remember asking my parents, "Could I have a nightlight uh, so I could be <laughs> be safe? Could you leave the door open a little bit? Uh, could, uh, put the nightlight in the hall." Uh, yeah. I had a uh, ghoul under my bed too. <laughs> scared me to death, and it was my older sister. <laughs> and this is after my mother. My bedroom was down this long, dark hallway, and my it was my grandmother's bedroom, and she died. And so it took my mother two weeks to talk me into making that my room. And on the first night, I decided to make it my room and sleep in it. My sister had uh, decided ahead of time to hide under the bed. Oh, my. <laughs> Do you think my mother fears. was happy with her? Because no. I was only like seven. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to look at fears. <laughs> <laughs> looking at some things to do. Like, let's put a let's put on our own nightlight with taxes and some things that we can do maybe proactively. You know, I was having a conversation with someone the other day, Fred, about and I never thought of it this way, but you know, we we've talked sometimes about doing a blend of, of, of Roth and traditional four hundred one k, and their thing was I do it all. I mean, this is not advice they were giving, but they were they were yeah. thinking, do it all because we don't we're not guaranteed to have Roth. No, we're not. The that's a good question. Uh, you know, um, the um, desire to tax, 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 tax just about anything that moves, you know, is is a real issue uh, here. So we uh, we can't afford lobbyists to protect our our interests. So we have to protect we have to protect ourselves. Uh, by the way, the, the things that we're gonna, that we're going to talk about, I have uh, graphics on many of these uh, to to provide a decision tree on on a number of these strategies and. If at the end of the program you want to call our, our, our toll-free number, uh, we will send you, we will email you a copy of uh, whatever graphic of your of your choice uh, that you that you want, and you can work out your own uh, decision tree. There's no obligation uh, for this. We're not gonna we're not gonna chase you. So uh, that's uh, so. Let me start with 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 uh, with an idea that I think is. Important and, and the first thing is uh, backdoor Roth conversions. They are still available. Now, backdoor Roth is a strategy. It's not a new type of IRA account. A backdoor Roth is a Roth IRA that holds assets that were originally contributed to a regular IRA, and they were held in that IRA and then they were transferred or converted uh, to a Roth IRA. A, a backdoor Roth IRA is a legal way to get around the income limits that harm high earners who frequently get locked out from contributing to a Roth. It's not a tax dodge. Uh, in fact, you're probably going to have higher taxes when you set it up. 
but the benefit is future tax savings by having a Roth account. And that's on the assumption that taxes will go up in the future. And uh, you have to keep in mind that, that President Biden intends, if he can do it, to eliminate the backdoor Roth. And so that's why I'm making this the number one option. So not Take Roth it. altogether, but looking, taking a look at backdoor Roth. Absolutely. This is a terrific strategy, uh, and this is clearly a use-it-or-lose-it strategy. And this is the number one thing that um, uh, President Biden and uh, Senator Sanders uh, are interested in attacking and, and preventing. A second consideration is to take advantage of the tax benefits of life insurance. Now, Ed Slott, who is the leading expert in the United States on the use of, of IRAs, is very uh, pro the use of life insurance to avoid required minimum distributions. And the life insurance for this purpose could be used as an endowment and it gives you tax-free cash flow. You don't have any statutory limits on, on uh, Roth contributions. There are no required minimum uh, distributions. And if you have an overfunded uh, IRA or 401k, you want to get tax diversification in retirement. The single most important thing in retirement is tax diversification. It, it's not Diversify. It's not rebalancing your portfolio. It is tax diversification. And um, if you can do this, um, there are a lot of ways to do it. There are a lot of programs out there that would uh, do that. But this is really important. And if you've got some old life insurance policies with cash value in them, and you're not, not sure what to do with them. Um, and if there's no claim on, the, on these funds, you, they're just sitting there. It's going to be used to purchase um, asset-based long-term care. And this, 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 this is a very effective way to do it. You can use the Pension Protection Act to do it. You can convert the life insurance to uh, an asset-based annuity. And uh, you, can, you can really get very substantial uh, long-term care benefits. And if you don't have a claim, you get the money back plus earnings. And if you do have a claim and there's still money left over, you'll get that back plus earnings. But if the claim is extended, you can have a lifetime benefit. Really, um, really valuable use of, of life insurance. And don't forget, life insurance can be uh, used to uh, provide a, uh, a stream of, um, of, of, uh, of income or the asset itself uh, to a charity, your, the charity of your, of your choice. And if your philosophy is, well, I'm going to leave an inheritance to my kids. They'll get whatever's left over. You might want to just use life insurance and guarantee them an inheritance and then go ahead and spend, 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 spend. And you don't have to worry because the life insurance will take advantage of it, uh, of, of providing that uh, inheritance for you. So life insurance has a lot of enormous uh, benefit, including including the tax-free uh, benefits, the tax-free cash flow, and a tax-free uh, face amount when, when, it, when that is uh, paid out. A third strategy 
And this is going to be a little counterintuitive, so I'm going to explain this a little bit more. Recognize capital gains now and defer your capital gains losses. So let me, let me unpack this a little bit for you. Uh, if you're using tax loss harvesting, the, the, the whole purpose of it is to provide an, a better and improved after-tax return on taxable investments. So the technique is pretty simple. You sell securities at a loss. You use those losses to offset taxes from gains on other investments and, and other income. So depending on how much loss you're harvesting, the losses can be carried over, and you can use that to offset gains in future years. There's no time limit on this. The only limitation is $3,000 uh, in, every, in every tax year. Now, here's the thing, and this is what makes this counterintuitive. Usually, you might want the loss and the gain to occur in the same tax year. And the reason for that's obvious is because you want to reduce your current tax bill. But if the if we get tax increases in the future, and it's probable that we that we will, then you're going to get more value. The deduction is going to be worth more to you in the future those losses are worth more against gains. And so you would want to defer uh, harvesting the losses to a future time. I hope that made made sense in, in how I explained that. Yeah, and if it didn't, you can <laughs> do it for someone. <laughs> I, sure, I sure can. <laughs> um, the, uh, and then there, there's an, uh, these are really good, Fred. There's another, too. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I find it is that um, when I say use tax lots when you're selling securities, I, I get the deer in the headlights look. So when we talk about tax lots a little bit, tax lots are used to figure out what the cost basis and the holding period is when you sell securities. So when you sell a security, if you don't sell all the shares that you own, you have to match the sale to a tax lot or, or, or lots to determine what your gain or loss is. And you have to tell the IRS what your holding period is, because that's going to determine, uh, is this ordinary income or is this capital gains? And by the way, uh, if you're... Um, just to represence this, the, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017 gave investors a enormous opportunity to save on long-term capital gains and dividends. But the way that you would take advantage of this is to use the tax lots to manage your investment purposes, the purchases, and your sales. And when you report the income to the IRS, now the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act is, is supposed to expire in 2025. So an increase is going to occur unless Congress changes the rates. Now, 
here's the thing that you want to keep in mind. A tax lot itself is a record of all transactions and their tax implications. So what does that mean? Well, just to unpack it a little, it's the date of purchase and sale, cost basis, and the sale price for a particular security or for an entire portfolio. So when think about tax lots. It's really important. Think about tax lots when you're deciding what you're going to buy and sell within a given tax years. And think about the composition of what assets are going to be taxed at what rates. Are they going to be taxed at capital gain rates? Are they going to be taxed at income tax rates? So knowing is this capital or is this income, this is going to help you make much better tax decisions if you think of tax lots. You know, when you're talking about this, uh, it, you make me think of James Bond. <laughs> and you go, how? Well, I mean, you you, you gave four things, four, you could call them strategies, tax strategies, mm -hmm. but you could also call them tax vehicles. Like, and then I think of James Bond, when James Bond faces danger, he may get in the fast car, or right. he may jump in the plane, or right. the helicopter, or the boat, for that matter. Yeah, yeah. And why not? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking of um, but those are really good strategies and really to implement now or start looking at now or have you a fiduciary help with because um, we're looking at the potential of higher taxes and with inflation being top of mind for most Americans. And so we're focused on that. Is this a good way to, we kind of address this a little bit, maybe with strategies like with executive orders, but where we could be seeing some stealth tax increases and stealth erosion of tax breaks over time? Yeah. Um, two of them come, come, to, come to mind. Uh, one is the SALT deduction. The uh, homeowner tax deduction, I think, is, is definitely a casualty of inflation. Uh, this, the SALT deduction is not indexed to inflation. It's capped. And so it doesn't keep pace with inflation. So over time, the value of the SALT deduction will actually decrease. And you can only take the SALT deduction if you itemize. Uh, if you take the standard deduction, you cannot take the SALT deduction. So the SALT deduction is one of the things that, that is harmful uh, with, because of the inflation that we're experiencing. Um, another is the capital gains exclusion for the sale of your primary residence. And single filer right now can claim up to 250000 and a joint filer, husband and wife, can claim up to half a million. But with inflation on, um, on housing, purchase price of homes right now is, is normally above list price and easily could exceed 250, you know, to 500,000. So the only thing that you can really do, if that's possible, is and if you're and if you're eligible, contribute to a health savings account or any other before-tax retirement plan that will lower your, your tax bill. So these are two ways that, that people are harmed by, by inflation, but you wouldn't normally think about that uh, you know, right, right off the bat. 
Well, Fred gives you things to think about, and we're look we're thinking about, and we're talking about taxes here, and really good strategies. Fred has already covered uh, four, and when we come back, six more ideas to consider. That's when we return on the podcast Money Matters USA. Are you losing sleep over market volatility affecting your hard-earned retirement savings? You can't afford to lose a big portion of your nest egg with not enough time to recover. Many people want safety and the guarantee of principal, but also prefer the potential of higher growth with the market. And now you can have both. Call Fred Sade at Money Matters USA at 800-593-8188. That's 800-593-8188. Hey, welcome back. And Fred Sade is a fiduciary and a retirement specialist and the founder of this firm you just heard about, Money Matters USA. And again, he is available uh, by calling 800-593-8188 or by visiting the website moneymattersusa.net, 800-593-8188. Or moneymattersusa.net. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Fred uh, has great information every week uh, when we release the podcast. Uh, and we're recording again the day after Super Bowl. But I would say these are winning strategies here when looking at taxes and certainly can be when properly in- implemented. Fred has already taken a look at um, the following are strategies that, and, and four of those looking at Roth conversions and backdoor Roth conversions, looking at the tax benefits of life insurance, uh, capital gains and tax loss harvesting, and even uh, using tax lots when selling securities. So now, now, uh, Fred, uh, some people use trusts for different purposes. That's true. And um, some people think that trusts are only for the rich and famous. And um, that's not true. Um, trusts have a lot of uses. And they, they could be very significant uh, in a, an individual's family, uh, financial and estate planning. And they ought to be ex- and they ought to be uh, explored. Don't, you know, don't be fooled into thinking that no, you don't need a trust. I mean, family family trusts are very typically uh, used uh, to have to hold assets for investment purposes after you're gone, and um, they can help uh, a child who uh, perhaps has developmental uh, issues, and you won't be here anymore to to help them. Uh, those are just some examples. You cannot estate plan with qualified plan assets, uh, remember that. So you, 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 cannot, you, you cannot use qualified assets uh, because those have to be distributed within 10 years except for a spouse. So it's, it's necessary to get beyond some of the really sim- simple ways uh, by beneficiary direction that we used to be able to use before, but we cannot use that. Uh, any any longer. So trust could be very, very valuable uh, for you. And by the way, just creating a trust does not create a taxable event. That's mm-hmm. what I would throw that in as well. And, you know, a lot of people, you're right, think that oh, that's for the rich, you know. 
Yeah. Overall, estate planning. Oh, estate. I'm thinking of uh, build more. Uh, yeah. But it, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's no. for everyone. No, there are. Yeah. The, you know, the other thing is, you know, depending on the composition of, of your assets, if, if you're very heavy in real estate um, and, and you've got a lot of um, and you've done a lot of 1031 uh, planning and, and um, you, you want to exit that strategy, uh, trusts can be very effective uh, uh, for that. that. That's a whole different conversation. But a lot of people have, have uh, you know, gone in the real estate uh, direction and, and that's fine. Uh, but at some point, uh, you if if you're an individual who's invested, you may you may want to you may want to stop. You may want to get out of it, and and so there are alternatives there for uh, for that. But you do need to use trusts for it. Uh, they can be very effective. Uh, the sixth thing I want to talk about is, is bundling charitable contributions. You can bunch bundle more than one year's contribution to your favorite. Charity, particularly if you're looking at this and you're on the line, whether or not are you going to benefit from itemizing deductions or would you benefit from the standing from a, from the standard deduction? Now, you may not like the idea of bunching two, three, four, five years uh, and and giving it to your favorite charity or charities uh, at at uh, you know at at once. So you might if you don't want to do that, you might find that contributing two or three years uh, worth to a donor-advised fund might be more palatable. So you can pick and choose uh, the donor-advised fund, and you can pick and choose which charities you want to contribute to on whatever timetable you want. And um, th this can be very effective. And if you're already contributing or you're already tithing, this is using a, a donor advice fund is, is a very effective way uh, of doing that rather than just writing out the check mm -hmm. uh, where you might not get a deduction just That's for good doing point. that. Yeah. The uh, other thing you can do if you don't itemize and you want to de minimis. Uh, deduction. The uh, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act lets you deduct $300 as a cash contribution, and this provision was extended for 2022. Okay. Um, well, you're rolling through, Fred. You're on a roll. What's number seven? <laughs> well, number seven is, uh, is using tax-deferred accounts first in the order of distribution. In other words, how, how you take income, what, which accounts do you take in what order, uh, what accounts do you take them from first? And um, what I'm suggesting is you use tax-deferred accounts first to provide your income in retirement. Now, you, you mentioned our video series, Retirement at Risk, uh, which is up on YouTube. And we in that series, we look at withdrawal strategies. And uh, one of the strategies that we looked at is called the optimal withdrawal strategy. And that strategy uses tax deferred accounts first, then tax freeze such as Roths and life insurance, and then taxable uh, brokerage uh, accounts. 
You know, and and on that note, because of our progressive tax structure, the tax system being highly progressive, it, it could make any withdrawal strategy a best guess. Um, all the more reason to have a professional help you, someone like Fred. Now, Fred, what about uh, charitable uh, or QCDs? What are QCDs and how can they be effective? Well, uh, QCDs are, are charitable contribution distributions. They're really transfers from an IRA, and this will be our eighth strategy. Now, you have to be 70 and one-half years of age to use this strategy. I can hear some people saying, oh. <laughs> That's the old RMD age, right? That's right. Yeah. It is. And a qualified charitable distribution, a QCD, it's an IRA withdrawal. It's paid directly by the trustee from your IRA to a qualified charity. Now, you don't write the check. This is done by the trustee. Now, normally, if you're going to take money out of an IRA, income tax would be due. Uh, but... This, in this situation, no tax, no taxes actually do if you follow the uh, line that we've just laid out, which is the trustee makes the contribution uh, for you. So there, there's no tax on the money that was transferred to the charity. You don't have to itemize uh, your taxes to, to use a QCD. However, and this, is, this, this should come as no surprise. You, you cannot claim a charitable tax deduction on the qualified charitable distribution from your IRA. Why? Well, you're not being taxed on the distribution. So if you're not being taxed on the distribution, you can't claim it as a charitable deduction because that would give you two bites of the same apple. Oh. <laughs> now, yeah, you said when you mentioned the age 70 and a half and you said, oh, now I can hear people going, oh, were you saying that like if the, like if a little kid says, I'm two and a half years yeah. old? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, we stopped using the halves. I don't know why the government brought, puts that in on, on older years because we stopped using the half mar halfway mark when we we're like, what, 10? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, they, they just made it very confusing because the question is, is it 70 and a half? Is it, is it 71? What, what, what do you yeah, Why do they even what, do that? Why? why? I, that's true. Uh, that, that's true. I, you know, I, I people, people got trapped with the 70 and a half. Uh, I, I, I don't know if that was deliberate. I have no idea. Why I remember done. when RMDs were that, and it was such it was yeah. so confusing as to when you take it on the in the calendar year, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I've had people over the years say, you know what, I'm not fighting with this. I'll just take uh, two 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 RMDs the following year. Does that and, and, put you in and, a higher bracket? Well, yeah, but you know what? They were they were concerned that they didn't know that they, that the IRS would would send them a letter. They were scared to death of that 50% penalty. Is Yeah, that's, uh, and, exa and that's exactly right. Man, you, oh, man. you know, uh, there, there are times when people will say, you know, I'd rather overpay on my taxes, not take some deductions, and um, I, maybe I'll get ordered. And if I do, I want to have, uh, you know, a fallback position so I don't get uh, 
crushed here. Well, Sorry. we've got a couple more to go here. These yeah, are really good. To... These are really good things to consider that a lot of people may not be aware of. Well, uh, you know, we want to give people as much value uh, uh, as we can. Um, the ninth uh, thing that I want to talk about is the impact of corporate taxation on equity values. So what does this mean? Well, if, if you own a business or you're a shareholder, the impact of taxation is, is always on valuation, which is where the tax burden is going to fall. Now, President Biden wants to tax the book value of a business and not its use value. And so what that means is it's, it's, it's really the equivalent to saying that we're going to tax your gross income and we're going to ignore deductions and distributions. So let me take a simple example. Say you're the owner of a sub-S corporation. And let's say for the sake of argument that you have gross revenue of $1 million. You pay out $250,000 in salaries to all the sub-S members and employees. Under President Biden's proposal, you would be taxed on the entire $1 million of gross revenue, and the distributions and the deductions would be ignored. The, okay, they would be ignored. That's correct. Okay. It, it's, it's book, it's, now, this is, this is harmful to businesses that are capital-intensive. They may not have a lot of earnings, uh, or earnings per share, but they are capital intensive. Mining would be a good example. It's not the only example. Uh, Commodities-based uh, uh, businesses, you know, stuff that if you if it dropped and hit your foot, you'd scream "ow." <laughs> Those kinds of businesses. Now, the, what, uh, uh, go ahead. What about annuities? Okay, one one of my one one of the subjects that I, I find fascinating. Um, the, ten the tenth uh, is annuities to manage the timing of taxes. And here we're talking about non-qualified assets. We're not talking about, about IRAs, 401ks, uh, individual rust, none of this. We're talking about assets that would normally be, be taxable. These are non-qualified uh, assets. They're after tax funds. The non-qualified annuities have to face either of two forms of taxation, and that depends on how you take the money. Now, one method is called LIFO, last in, first out method that, you, that is uh, developed by the Internal Revenue Service. So in other words, uh, all your interests and all your earnings are taxed as ordinary income until they are depleted. All principal payments are not taxed as income because it's after tax. You've already paid taxes on it. Now, you use LIFO, last in, first out, for withdrawals from an annuity for lifetime income. The other method is the exclusion ratio and the exclusion ratio is used when you actually annuitize an annuity. So the first method, the LIFO method, is the withdrawal method. When you're taking withdrawals, the 
annuitization method uses an exclusion ratio. So what does that mean? Well, the ratio comes from an IRS table, which which develops which is developed from life expectancy. So let's say, for the sake of argument, that you're male and your expectancy is, is 85 years of age. So the IRS, you go to the table and the IRS will provide a ratio. Uh, and the insurance company will do this for you. Uh, or your accountant can, but the insurance company will do it. But they'll provide a ratio between a, the return of principal, which is not taxed, and the interest or the earnings, which are taxed. So you would get a 1099, and this 1099 would, would break out the exclusion. This amount is subject to taxes. This amount is not subject to taxes. Now, if you live beyond life expectancy, all payments are taxed as ordinary income. In, in other words, you have consumed all of the money that was in the annuity, but the payments continue. And these payments will 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 be taxed as ordinary income. Or um, if you've just lived beyond your expectancy and you're off the table, that's considered income. The exclusion ratio applies to non-qualified annuities, structured settlements. We use them in a, in a, also for uh, for growth and for income. They're very interesting uh, uh, instruments. Uh, single premium immediate annuities, which we also use, and non-qualified longevity annuities. Now, most people don't know that um, there are, is such a thing as non-qualified longevity annuities, and they, they can be very, very effective. Well, just a reminder that you cannot use qualified assets for estate planning and using trusts for IRAs won't work either. There is opportunity, though. You do need to consider what to do and then do it. Now, here's the thing. The best thing to do and the first thing to do is call Fred because he goes over a lot that, yeah, it's 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 it sounds complicated because it can be. But Fred can make it easier and educate you along the way as he's implementing these strategies. 800-593-8188. 800-593-8188 to reach Fred at Money Matters USA. Uh, thank you for joining us, and hopefully you will check out the companion video series Fred is on. And Fred, will do this again next week. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. As am I. And we hope you, know, you join us next week for Money Matters USA. Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell in any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.